Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. Are you ready? Okay, here we go. You're listening to the Deal Room Podcast. Join us as we bring you the inside scoop on business sales and acquisitions. Get across trends in the area and hear the industry's best recount their real life tips, traps, and experiences. Now, here's your host, Joanna Oki. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. In this episode, we are live with AIBB members and specialists in the medical practice sale market, Sally Stewart, Chris Babich and Larry Green. So these three are business brokers with a wealth of knowledge on current trends in medical practice sales and acquisitions. And in this episode, they share their thoughts on what's happening in M&A within the medical space and what they're seeing at the coalface. We share small practice owners' take on industry issues, including government support, and our guests also share with us their tips for ensuring any succession plan is achievable. Of course, that's very important. So without further ado, here's our discussion with Sally, Chris and Larry. Okay, we have here three specialist medical brokers all together. How fabulous is this? What a wealth of knowledge. I just absolutely love it. Okay, so rapid fire questions here. Um, firstly, what what are trends right now in the industry for medical practice sales? Well, the thing that I'm seeing predominantly is that a lot of the buyers have changed in nature. So I think there's more corporates and I mean, corporates can mean five practices up to 20, 30, 40 practices, whatever. So I think that's one change. There are still individual buyers, but I think there's a lot more of that corporatization going on. It went on in dentistry, it's, it's in medicine. So that's, that's one trend. Obviously, the, the other thing is we haven't got a lot of doctors. Everybody's crying foul on that one. And um, I think, like everybody else, finance is, is tougher. They're the things that I'm seeing. So brilliant. Thanks, Larry. Sally, over to you. Thank you. Yes, one of the things that's happened just recently, they've changed the DPA. So what we're seeing now is there's DPA locations that overseas trained doctors can work in as close as 45 minutes away from a CBD. So I think this is going to have real ripple effects that are not great for the regional community. So before you'd have the overseas trained doctors, if they're restricted by 19AA or 19AB or both of the Health Act, they would have to go out into Triple M two plus locations, get into a PEP or an MD-RAP program or get into the new FSP program. But now literally they are able to work so much closer to the cities and with their spouse and their children wanting to be more metro because of the schooling opportunities and the employment opportunities, this is actually, I think, going to be very damaging for the rural communities because they're no longer going to have doctors that are happy to go out and work in these far, far-flung places. And Chris and I were talking about that earlier today, so you might like to follow up on that one. Yes, look, I, well, Sally's absolutely right. That's the problem. Um, so the rural communities are going to suffer. Uh, the actual buyers of rural, rural practices at the moment are uh, actually s- small corporates small owners who are trying to expand in those areas. Keeping in mind that we've just had a uh, significant uh, bankruptcy of uh, TriStar 
correct? Yeah. So uh, that's shaken uh, the market up a fair bit because... Uh, and the, I guess, change from bulk billing to mixed Absolutely, absolutely. So that's been another big trend uh, in that more practices are going private, private billing are expanding and trying to get rid of uh, Medicare because they can't live on Medicare. They're not making enough money. Uh, but the other trend I think that I've found is that there are a lot more uh, uh, buyers, doctor buyers, who are going through their moratorium and coming back into uh, into Sydney, if you're looking at the Sydney market, yeah. or into the major major metropolitan areas. Have you found that, Larry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there are significant trends uh, uh, going and happening, and I think we are going to find a very buoyant market. Yes, by all means. <laughs> Thank you. I think the other thing that's happening is there's been a massive um, move away. So I call it a tsunami, the baby boomers tsunami. Everyone's retiring. And I think the pandemic has brought forward some retirements. So people that might have been retiring in a few years' time have decided now that they're going to retire earlier. Um, and I think the other thing that we're seeing um, – with that is a move away from the king of the kingdom mentality. So we're having a massive move away from the solo practitioner that's got a slate out the front with his name on it and we're moving into the more multidisciplinary centres. So it's more around what the patient wants and the patient convenience as opposed to what the doctor wants and the doctor convenience. I think that um, doctors, as you Sally said, they want to retire. Doctors being doctors want to keep practising medicine. Yeah. What they don't want to be is the boss. They don't want to have to keep running this as a business. And this is a, an argument I've had with a lot of people, and it's come from practice owners, that there is a disconnect between what the government talks about when they talk about doctors. It's individual doctors are not what we're talking about here. We're talking about business owners. And those, so they should treat practices as small businesses. And I think that would be a far better attitude to take. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of practices really struggling because that $39.10 Medicare rebate is pitiful. It went up by, what, 65 cents or $1.65 the last time it was indexed. That's not inflation. That's not inflation. And what are your tips then? Maybe if we can have just, you know, one tip that you have, given you, you know, you all see so many practices at that exit point. What tip do you have for practice owners to be thinking about right now? If I can start, I I just think be realistic. You know, Helios sold for half a billion dollars. That's not reality for the small practice owner. It's be realistic. Your practice is not worth anywhere near what you think it is or what your accountant has told you. That's the first thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just wrote a paper on this yesterday. So I think one of the things that people need to think about is their exit strategy three years out from when they want to exit and be less reactive and less knee-jerky because sometimes people are going to waste so much money and we sorry talked about this earlier today with deal structure but if you should be selling your business as a company as opposed to a business um talk to your accountant I think one of the things is get your dream team around you for the deal the deal team get a great medical accountant who's a specialist Um, get advisors who are specialist brokers and try and find specialists to support you because you could end up saving hundreds of thousand dollars in pocket money post settlement if you choose the right deal I think timing is very important yeah 
and time can be your friend or your your enemy. Uh, I think if you're looking at any sort of succession plan, practice succession plan, you need to give yourself time. You need to organise things properly. You need to give yourself time to actually be there. You've got essentially two things in sale. You've got the price and then you've got the terms and conditions. These days, hardly ever do we get a walk-in, walk-out situation like we used to in the good old days. So in other words, you can't sort of think, oh, well, I'm just going to sell and then I'm going to stay there for a week or two, hand over, and I'm going to go and retire. You can't do that anymore. You'll need to stay on for at least 12 months minimum, two years, up to three years, right? Working perhaps your own hours, or whatever, but you'll need to stay on because you're the anchor doctor and you'll need to be there to satisfy the buyer as one of the terms conditions of the sale you need time to do that if you've got if you want to leave it until you're going to retire in six months you're not going to get a a result anywhere near as good as you could if you take if you plan ahead and if you take the time that would be my advice to you guys thank you i just want to say a massive thank you to the three of you for coming um and joining us for this uh this like last minute live vox pot session so much knowledge in this. thank you for your ongoing support joanna so we really appreciate you being here thank you thank you very much thanks guys Well, that's it for this episode of The Deal Room Podcast. We hope you're now primed for your next deal with these pointers and have enjoyed these fascinating insights. Now, if you'd like more information about this topic, then head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com where you'll be able to download a transcript of this episode as well as access any contact details and any other additional information we referred to in today's podcast. Now, if you'd like to get in contact with our guests today and the services they offer, you can go ahead and check out our show notes for a link right through to them and their details. You can also book in directly with our legal legals at Aspect Legal. If you'd like to soundboard your next steps, discuss a legal question, or find out more how we can assist, whether that's with buying or selling a business, or perhaps somewhere in between. Now, don't forget to subscribe to The Deal Room Podcast on your favourite podcast player to get notifications whenever a new episode is out. We'd also love to hear your feedback, so please leave us a review and rating if you're already one of our subscribers, or even if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. Every review helps our team produce valuable content for you. Well, thanks again for listening in. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and the Deal Room Podcast, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Aspect Legal has a number of great services that help businesses prepare for a sale or acquisition to help them prepare in advance and to get transaction ready. We've also got a range of services to help guide businesses through the sale and acquisitions process. We work with clients both big and small and have different types of services depending on size and complexity. We provide a free consultation to discuss your proposed sale or acquisition. So see our show notes on how to book a time to speak with us or head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au. I am so very excited to announce that I've hit a non-podcast related milestone and released a book. You might wonder why? 
Simple. I wanted to help business owners understand the mechanics of deal making and the interaction between three critical phases of business, acquisition, growth, and exit. And so I am very happy to announce Buy, Grow, Exit, a guidebook for business owners and their advisors on how to buy, grow, and guess what, exit in a way that maximizes value and avoids landmines along the way. The book is available now, so just head over to buygrowexit.com.au to get your copy and to access a whole heap of free resources that will really help you on your journey of acquisition, growth, and exit in your business or in working with your clients. Also check out our show notes where we will link straight through to that page. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening to the Deal Room Podcast. To find out more about this episode and other episodes in the series, check out the show notes or head over to our website at thedealroompodcast.com.au. 